And now I'm going to welcome Paul, my friend, to this stage. He's going to share a little bit about what God's been doing in his life. Hey, so I'm Paul, and I'd say this past year has been a year of, of healing for me. Um, prior to that, I'd, I'd gone through a couple of years of kind of a dark time. And I know some of you might be thinking, you know, really, Paul, you go through dark times. Um, and true, prior to that, a dark time for me might have been more like an evening sunset, um, you know, with brilliant oranges and reds, of course. But this was, this time period actually had been a pretty difficult time, and, and I won't go into a lot of details, but in it, I felt like my relationship with God was just slipping away. Uh, before then, I had had regular times with God, enjoyed my uh, time reading His Word and in prayer every day and serving in the church, and, and I felt like that was just gone. And I was even beginning to wonder at times if it might just be gone for good. And I, I, I didn't want that to be true. And so I really knew I needed to make some kind of a change. And that's actually when I found Ashworth Church. And you all have been so great and welcoming and warm and inclusive. And there's opportunities to serve here and trivia nights and we love those. Um, and, and in particular, at the beginning of this year, we were all challenged to download the Bible app and to do a 30-day reading plan. I think it was called Fresh Start, maybe. I don't know if anybody else did it. It might have been, I don't know. Um, but I, when I heard about it, I thought, you know, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I think that's what I need. That's, and, and so I, I started the plan and I read through it and it's just reading one chapter or even just listening to it, about as easy as it can get, once a day. And when I finished that plan, I decided to go ahead and start another plan. And after that, I started another plan. And I've hardly missed a day since over this past year. And it's been really good. Now, I don't know about you, but I can, I can read something and not read something. If I'm distracted or tired, I can read it and not really even think about it. So I challenge myself every day when I do my reading to highlight one verse, at least, in the passage that stood out to me for some reason. I mean, it could be something I liked, it could be something I didn't like, maybe it was challenging, or something that I found funny. I mean, there's no rules to it, it's up to you. And so I, I did that, and it's really great because on the Bible app, you can then just kind of pull up all of your highlights, and you can enjoy those again later on. And so, like for instance, one that I, from Psalm 9, I highlighted verses 10 and 12, and it says, those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. For he, do, for he who avenges blood remembers. He does not ignore the cries of the afflicted. And I can come back to that over and over again, and I do, and just receive that encouragement. Now, not every chapter is going to be like that. For instance, when I read Genesis 36, I really struggled to find any verse that I connected with. But since I had to pick one, I picked verse 24. The sons of Zibion, Aya and Anna. This is the Anna who discovered the hot springs in the desert while he was grazing the donkeys of his father, Zibion. So not as inspirational as the other one, but it doesn't have to be. Not every chapter has to elevate you to the throne room of God. And, and that's one of the things that I've learned. But if you, if you stay consistent, then there are going to be those days where God is going to reach you and you are going to learn and be encouraged. And that's what 
that's what he's been doing in my life over the past year. Thanks. So Miss Eileen is somewhere in this room. You want to come up. We want to have another person share with us this morning. And I love, love hearing you sing. Feel free. Francis is making himself at home. You make yourselves at home in worship. You want to come on up front, close by? Please do. We are just here as a family to worship this morning. Um, the Lord is my shepherd. I grew up on a farm just five or six miles from here. Fun, work, and fresh air. Sunday school, church, vacation Bible school, youth groups. On February 6, 1966, at a Youth for Christ movie, at the old Veterans Memorial Auditorium, I accepted Christ as my personal savior. I graduated from Valley High School in 1968, began full-time work in June, and married John in December of that year. In my faith journey, the rubber hit the road. Marriage, children, mac and cheese, and cheap tuna. A bedroom that was 32 degrees, a mansion with nine bathrooms. Some fame, private plane, ball gowns, a couple of limousine rides. Buy a house, move to Norwalk, daycare in my home, pending foreclosure. Stress, struggles, physical, emotional, mental, family relationships, addictions, and yay, grandchildren, sickness, cancer, broken bones, deaths of a grandchild, dad, nieces, nephews, multiple family members, too many teenagers, my husband John, and most recently walking through the valley of the shadow of death, with my mom, Mary Flynn. Memories are truly a gift from God. Looking back, not once did he ever leave me, forsake me, or give up on me. He is faithful and he's true. He is my cleft in the rock, my port in the storms of life. I am and always will be his precious and grateful child. And so are each of you. Psalm 100, shout to the Lord all the earth. Can you turn that page? I got you. Thank you. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is good. He is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. 
go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good. I will say it again, the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. DeWin, Miss DeWin, if you would come on up, we're going to have you share this morning, um, and we're eager to have you share. It's uh, it was her son Francis that was up here singing this morning, and some of the other kids. And I even just felt as she's coming up, I just wanted to say I just even felt like in a moment being like, oh, is this what we planned? Should we, you know, is there enough order and those kinds of things? And I just felt like the Lord saying, no, this is how the kingdom of God works, and this is how. Jesus leads. He leads um, through the people that are most unexpected. And um, we've seen that in the gift of DeWin's family. So, DeWin, will you share with us this morning? Thank you, Amy. I've been nervous to be up here. Um, so, Liz sent me an email asking to share how have God been good to me this year and um, how is God is working in my life. Um, this year has been a, a year of ups and downs, but um, I'll first say that God has been good to me this year because as Amy just pointed out, Francis was up here singing. Um, I was excited when I got the text message that Francis, Francis would come up on the stage to sing. Um, Frances has been uh, the miracle child that God um, gave me. We've been in this church since 2015, and blessing sitting next to Frances there, she was in the nursery when we first started. Not nursery, but um, she was a student at the children's ministry when we first started here. She ended up teaching the children's ministry. And now she's at um, Ashford Learning Center. So my kids and I have been part of this church for a very long time. Frances was also in a walker when we first started here. Not anymore. He's walking, running around, back and forth. Um, This year, I um, came across a song that said, God will work it out by Maverick City. And that has been a song that has also got me through this whole year, especially this summer when I um, lost my second father, unexpectedly, um, in Texas. It has been really rough still is every night watching my mother just crying because that's her younger brother and that was also her son so it's been really hard but every night and every morning I said God will work it out and God have always working it out God has been good to 
me and my family. I have a wonderful husband who have been by my side throughout with the kids. Um, God is working in my life because he has allowed me to be able to open up a little bit to people that are around me, not only people that I'm close to because I'm a very private person. So um, I see that talking about things that are going on in my life, things that are going on with me and things that I want to do, I see that God is working in my life to allow me to open up and talk about things that are going on in my life and things that I want to do. Um, I got a reference, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God did not give me the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love, the spirit of sound mind. Because it's because of fear that I don't really talk to people um, about what is going on. Fear of rejection, fear of um, criticism, fear of um, people just just looking or nobody want to listen. But throughout, again, since since the beginning of this summer, since summertime, I've been able to at least talk to people and hear what people have to say to me and accept what people say to me and try to use that as a building stone to be able to work on what I need to work on for myself. So I'm grateful and thankful that I'm up here this morning to be able to share um, a little bit about myself. Thank you. this a special morning doesn't it feel good to be around tables doesn't it feel like home it really really does doesn't it it's been an interesting year for Ann and I Ann had hip replacement surgery in March that was kind of a challenge and we worked our way through that and God blessed over and over again and then in July she turned around and needed knee replacement surgery that was a little more complicated took a little longer to get over that and Right in the middle of going through rehab on her birthday, August 2nd, she found out she had COVID. So that kind of got our attention because you're never sure what COVID's gonna do, especially when you're going through a healing process. So we were really praying earnestly at that time as a family and we asked many of you to please pray for us and you did. And God is good, he answers prayers. You know, that's what makes it so special to be part of a church family that really cares for you, that supports you, that prays for you. We had food brought to our house and cards, and letters, and phone calls, all because of you and what you do. So thank you for being a church that cares for people, cares for one another and supports one another. I think Thanksgiving is coming up, but you know, I can't really be reconciled just to have a Thanksgiving day. To me, every day is Thanksgiving. Every day is Thanksgiving because 
of the people that are here, the church that's here, and because of the love that's here. So thank you for what you do for us every day. Man, after all that, there's not much left for me to say. Now, don't worry. I've got about 45 minutes worth here. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, yeah, so here's what I want you to do. I want you, uh, you get a chance to talk. Just turn around right now to your tables where you're at. Not everybody had the chance to get up here. You guys can kind of combine if you want, so you're not just, you know, stuck with family. I mean, I know how that can be, so... <laughs> But turn around, if you had to answer that question, what are you thankful for? How have you seen God move this year? Take a couple of minutes and discuss that amongst your table. All right, everybody focus back this way for just a second. And I'm going to let you, we're going to get, and, and I want to say if you're watching online and near a keyboard and you want to chime in here, feel free, type it in the chat window. Um, somebody, several people, what was said at your tables? Uh, speak for yourselves, but um, grateful, thankful for, have you seen God move? What was that? Warren Brady, I heard you say something. Now you're on the spot. <laughs> thankful for every. Okay. <laughs> Warren. Okay, for those that might not have heard that, Warren said he's not buying green bananas anymore because he doesn't know if he'll be around for when they're ripe. So, <laughs> Warren. Who else? Somebody else. Go ahead. This table shared how thankful they are for this church. And Laura has been here 41 years. 41 years. That's amazing. For those trivia buffs out there, tomorrow, actually November 21st, is our anniversary as a church. It's our 51st anniversary. So, yeah. So, isn't that cool? What else? What are you thankful for? Have you seen God move? Um, yeah. I'm really thankful that I'm alive. Um, earlier this morning, I checked myself in. Mm. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. We are glad too. What else? Family and family. Man, I heard that in stereo right there. Isn't that the truth? My new baby. My new baby, yes. And some of us are glad it's your new baby and not our new baby. <laughs> I think I could say that with a five-year-old. We could go on and on, right? We could go on and on. And uh, I tell you what, um, somebody, my son said, Pastor Brent, what are you grateful for? And I said, you have to wait because I'll get to tell mine. I want to tell you one of the things I'm really grateful for here at Ashworth. And that is first off for us as a church. Um, I, I, I say this and it's not just words. It's really heartfelt. I don't want to be anywhere else doing this anywhere else with anybody else. I love this church. I love this place. You guys are amazing. We're not perfect. 
we're still trying to figure it out in a lot of ways, but I mean, what God is doing here is very special and unique. And I believe that with all my heart that, uh, you know what, I don't think we look like any other church and that's okay because I'm, that's my Enneagram eight coming out, right, Amy? I'm a challenger by nature and I like to be different, but I think that's great because God needs us to be who we are as we are in the place we are. And he continues to just sh- prove that and show it, show me that over and over again. So I'm very grateful for you. I'm also grateful for my family. Yes, I'm loved to have my son up here. That's such a unique and special thing to see. I had my daughter up here this morning. You know, I love that. I love that that's the kind of church we are. Um, another thing I'm very grateful for this morning is all the wonderful volunteers that we have. I don't know if you guys are aware, there's so many things that go on behind the scenes. You see these guys up here, and I want to tell you something. These guys are incredible, not just because they have an incredible amount of talent, which they do. It's ridiculous that a church our size has this level of talent on the stage every Sunday. I mean, I'm just going to tell you that. That is ridiculous. It's amazing. We have multiple people that lead worship. We have, I mean, so many people that can play different instruments. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. But what you don't know, or maybe you fail to realize, is just the number of weeks in the year that these people are up here. I mean, it's like 40, 45 plus. I mean, which means they're almost up here every week. That's just their level of dedication and commitment. And so I'm very grateful for these guys and just leading us into the presence of God. I mean, I felt it this morning. Did you? God is very real. But there are some unsung heroes also. Every Sunday, we have a booth of people that make sure mics are on and make sure the slides are on the screen and and make it possible for those that can't be here to be a part of what's going on. Like I'm looking right now, Facebook, we've got 10 people watching online on Facebook, probably four or five people on uh, YouTube right now. And so we've got a video team, we've got a sound team, we've got a, uh, a video team, man, and that's just three that are working today. There's other in the room that they're always here and they make sure it's going forward. And then we have kids volunteers and we have youth volunteers and we have a hospitality team on Sunday morning that makes sure you have coffee and that beautiful, wonderful continental breakfast that we have out there. Um, We have greeters to open the door. Oh, I'm going to miss somebody. I know I tried to think about all these things. Um, What else is there? Oh, Ashworth at home leaders, Sunday school leaders, small group leaders. I mean, all these people that just make sure we do what we do. And so I just want to give them a hand. Will you join me in doing that? I'm so grateful for our amazing volunteers, our amazing. And what about these turkey pickers that we had yesterday? I think I've got a slide on the screen there. Look at that. People, that's our eighth year to do that. Is that what you said, Amy? Our eighth year to go pick turkeys. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't have as many this year as they normally did. We got done very quickly. But I mean, faithful to go and show up. And as I said, I'm so grateful for you. But you know what I love about this church? One thing that I really love is just the authenticity. It's the reality. What I love is that, you know, we, we didn't direct people any more than just the two questions that I asked you. What are you thankful for, grateful for? Have you seen God move this, week, this year in your life? And you know what I heard? Maybe you heard it. It wasn't all rainbows and unicorns. We are a place where people can be very real and experience life together. 
And today we want to celebrate and we want to express our gratitude, but in expressing our gratitude, you know what we also can do? We can acknowledge just how life has been. This week, as I was thinking about this message, a couple of passages came to mind. The first one that actually came to mind was in Habakkuk, passage we talk about, a book we talk about a lot, right? People are, uh, he's a prophet, minor prophet in the Old Testament. The people are in, you know, captivity. They're not where they want to be. Things aren't looking like they want to be. And at the end of this short little uh, letter, this is what's written. It says, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen. Man, anybody feeling encouraged now? And there's no cattle in the stalls. I mean, could anything get any worse? And then the prophet says, yet... Yet, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior, the Sovereign Lord. I love that, the Sovereign Lord. Even just that descriptor, descriptor is a reminder of who we're talking about here, the Sovereign Lord, that even when it looks like life is falling apart, it's never outside what God can be a part of. It's never going to be too far beyond God's reach to bring back and redeem and restore. But the Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights, even when everything seems impossible, even when everything seems like it's just going away yet, yet I will praise the Lord. And isn't that what this is about this morning is that, yeah, we can experience all that life throws at us. And some of us are in here and we're thinking I've had a great year and that's awesome. And some of us think I've had a really crappy year and we think that's terrible, but we still serve a sovereign Lord that gives us that yet, that gives us the yet that says yet, I will praise the Lord because of who he is. You know, um, Jerry Chapman made this comment. He said, every day should be a Thanksgiving day, right? I heard somebody say recently that said, we really don't need a Thanksgiving day. We need a griping day, right? And then every other day, we need a Festivus for the rest of us. I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, you know, feats of strength and all that, airing of grievances. But really, every day should be a Thanksgiving day. You know, it's easy for us to get locked into a mentality and a mindset that only sees the negative. It's certainly what news and the culture seems to throw at us. Hate one another, be against one another, you know, go after one another, whatever, which is terrible. It's easy for us to get sucked into that spiral of negativity. And then it's also easy for us to get sucked into a life of busyness and a life of forgetfulness. And the other passage that I was kind of drawn to this week was in the book of Psalms, Psalm 103. And uh, recently I, I attended an online prayer school, which was kind of interesting. And as a part of the encouragement in this prayer school, the uh, guy leading it said, pray a psalm every day. And then he had some of the greatest hits, and he's like, but work these few in every day. And Psalm 103 was one of the ones, the first five verses it's what he encouraged you to pray every day. Just pray these first five verses. And listen to these first five verses of Psalm 103. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And then he encouraged you after those five, go back to the first one. Praise the Lord, my soul, all that is within me. Praise his holy name. This is where I go back to my good King James upbringing. You know, good, because in the King James, it's not praise the Lord, it's bless the Lord. 
bless the Lord, a great Hebrew word, Barak, which just, you know, often in the Bible, what we see is God blessing people. But here we have this turning around a little bit that says, you know what? Pause for a moment. Pause in your life for just a little bit and take a moment to bless the Lord. And what does that look like? And why do we do it? And what are the reasons that we have? I mean, look at it. Look at this next slide here that gives us all these reasons that in five short verses that the the psalmist David here gives us for, for blessing the Lord. He forgives all your sin. Anybody in here glad for the forgiveness of the Lord? A man, can I get a witness? Yes. What about the healing? Sometimes the healing happens this side, sometimes it doesn't, but ultimately God is going to be a healer and the one that brings healing to our body. Redemption, he redeems us and he takes the garbage in our life and he can redeem that. He can actually bring something good out of it. It doesn't mean what happens to us is good. It just says that God is involved and he's never gonna let anything happen that he can't make something positive happen out of, even if we can't understand it. And then he crowns us. I mean, I love that word crowns. I mean, I, you, you, you think about the British royalty and those kind of things and you think about, you know what? God crowns your life. He sets on your life on your head, his love, his compassion, his mercy that is never ending. And then he satisfies. Just look at that. He, he satisfies your desires with good things. And I left off the last one. I didn't mean to, but it's then he says, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I love this passage. I love this passage. I mean, as I look at it, what else is there to say? What else is there to say? You know, it's easy, as I said, for us to get sucked into a cycle of fear and negativity or busyness and whatever. But right now, we pause and we bless the Lord. Uh, Adam, would you go back to the beginning of Psalm 103 on the screen there? Thank you. Would you guys say this with me? Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Praise the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, praise his holy name. We're going to conclude today with kind of a fun song, an upbeat song that is a, a, an outcry of exactly what we're talking about. It's a song that called, it's called I Thank God. Now, I will tell you, I'm not under any delusion that in this room, everybody sits in the same position. And sometimes when we come to bless the Lord, it's not what we want to do. It's not what we desire. But I will tell you, being here, being among the family, it's something that can help us and encourage us and lift us from the pit. There may be people here today or even watching online and you have no idea. You think, how is this God even possible? How is it even possible in the midst of the pit to praise the Lord? I just want to tell you, I can't explain it. I just know it to be true that when you follow Jesus and when you walk in his ways, that God does amazing things. 
And if you desire to, to experience that, to experience, you know, maybe it's just like I'll give it a shot and test and see if the Lord is really good. He's okay with that. And there's not some magic prayer you need to pray or some magic ritual you need to go through. It's just waking up right now in this moment. Say, so, you know what? I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. And today I'm going to choose to follow Jesus. And that's what it's about. It's surrendering our lives to him. Because I don't know about you, but what I have found and discovered is that every moment has been worth it. Highs, lows, doesn't matter. Every moment I have followed Jesus has been worth it. And it gives me the power and the ability to stand up here and say this morning, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Let's stand as we sing this song.